we'll just do some pod shit beforehand. Am I, am I doing the introduction or? Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm okay. just, I'm just talking to you as, oh, as, as Ben oh, talking sorry. to Rob, asking him to make a pod with me. <laughs> <Just asking. laughs> Are you gonna bark all day? Just a figment of your imagination. Here's Johnny! You are a sad, strange little man. These guys were it. Don't fail me again. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Popcorn Bucket Podcast with Ben and Rob. This is a regular look at the wonderful world of films, film franchises and film nonsense. This week is a monthly pick and mix episode in which we look at the concession standard film and choose some selection of film trailers and film news from the month. This time we're looking at October 2022 and the popcorn flavour is pumpkin spice because we are basic. I don't really know what basic means, but apparently it's pumpkin spice. <laughs> you, you took a gamble on that, didn't you? Yeah. It, I mean, you pretty much got it. So we have follow-on business from last time's pick and mix, which coincidentally was September 2022. We had a debate about which popcorn flavour was best. Right. You, you wondered if anyone went for sweet, what was the point of it? Because you only yeah. go for salty or something? I can't remember. So I put it to the listeners. And I think it's our most answered poll. Which popcorn is best? Sweet, oh, salty, or mixed? <laughs> We've asked them about, like, you know, artier films and treasure films. But as soon as we get into popcorn flavours, they're like, fucking, they're hearing my opinion on this. So Amazing. Which popcorn is best? Sweet, salty, or mixed? I said most right-minded people would go for mixed. You said mm-hmm. everyone go for salty. I didn't say everyone. Okay, I said I prefer salty. I think it's the better flavor. I didn't say everyone will go for. I salty. mean, you pretty much started off the conversation by saying, "Are there any other flavors other than sweet and salty?" I'm going to listen back to it. Yeah, <laughs> drop that bit in now. Yeah, no, I'm going to listen back to it, and I swear I'm. I know I'm dogmatic with the way I talk, but I don't think I I laid it down that hard. Hmm. Anyway, so the results are in. Thank you to everyone who voted. In third place, we have Salty with 15%. What the fuck? Team Ben, where are you? In, in second place, Sweet, 23%. Oh, Overwhelmingly, so Mixture, 62%. But yeah. we also asked another question. I also asked, what popcorn flavour should Ben try since he only thinks there are only two flavours, Sweet and Salty? And I had some interesting um, suggestions <laughs> you should try. Uh-huh. Um, cinnamon. Okay. Was one of them. Um, somebody responded with uh, which, which flavor should Ben try? All of them. Uh, Butterkiss toffee was one. Okay. Um, somebody suggested cheddar cheese, coconut, and vanilla, and also salted caramel. I think that's three separate flavors rather than. I was going to say, if that's all one mega flavor, then uh, I, I don't know if I'm ready for that. And our final suggestion that you should try is bum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll try all of those. Uh, coconut and vanilla, that actually sounds really quite nice that one that's the one that sort of piqued my interest out of them i'm i'm against i'm against the cheese because i had that cheese flavored one but cheddar cheese maybe no i I don't think i'd agree i I, I wouldn't go for cheddar cheese salted caramel toffee oh well i i like salted caramel yeah and yeah toffee who has a problem with toffee not i uh, okay, good. Well, I'm sure this debate will rage on and on, and I will keep you updated as to the popcorn flavors that I have tried and probably disliked. But I'll give it a shot. Keep an open mind. 
and an open palette. So we got that out of the way. Yep. Sick. What happened in October, Rob? There were lots of trailers released for films that are coming out later this year or next year. You shocked me. Yes. A lot of Marvel trailers, like all in one month, which seems to be unusual, because often there's like a like a long gap between them releasing trailers, particularly if there's if there's a film on the horizon. Mm. So you had the final trailer for, for Wakanda Forever, which is released yep. in early November. Oh, it'll actually probably be out by the time this is released. No, they won't. Well, it'll, be, it'll, be out, it. it'll be out the week that it's out. Yeah. So check out us on the cutting edge. And there was also a trailer for Ant-Man 3. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Yes. I do like that name. It's comic booky in all the right ways. And the trailer looked good. It did. It's quite, uh, it's, it's quite a strange, I guess, tonally... Um, I mean, it's impossible to tell from just a trailer, but like uh, the trilogy as a whole is quite tonally all over the place. A heist movie, uh, whatever the second one was, and this um, sort of thriller. Yeah, well, I, I, I like the more far-out stuff in comic books. When, when they did some of the sort of more cosmic stuff or the quantum realm, it was all they could get very, very weird with the concepts and colors. So I always like those sort of panels, and it certainly seems like that there's a, that, you know, a lot of this Ant Man thing is going to be all weird and shit in the quantum realm. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think there'll be some really, really fun stuff. I'm, I'm hoping that it doesn't have that sort of like setting up for one, like. Well, kind kind of. I mean, the thing is, you got Kang in it and Kang is obviously he's, we saw him in Loki and and whatever and, and yeah, it could be setting up a wider thing I I hope that Marvel aren't just like kicking the can down the road and just and just kicking kind of Kang like down the road okay that's at the end of the podcast uh yeah I'm I hope they're not doing that because it because then doing bigger and bigger and setting up bigger and bigger and then all all the cameos and then even more cameos, including all the cameos from last time, and you know, like it's it, there's a there's a ceiling on it all. But I think they're smarter than that. I think that this is going to be an exploration of of, of some of the Marvel universe we haven't really seen. I mean, we've seen the Quantum Realm, but we haven't seen it get super weird yet, and that's what I'm looking forward to. And I think Doctor Strange is going uh, the other way. If, if, end of multiverse of madness has got anything to say about it i think you know they're going to the sort of more cosmic realms and shit like that so the mcu is going to get weird weirder than it has been and i'm all for it oh keep uh, it different keep it fresh and interesting yeah yeah well that's it i'm i'm not sick of them yet so uh you know and um i've already booked my ticket for wakanda forever so I, I, I'm actually properly stoked for Wakanda Forever now. Yeah, the trailers that have made it look pretty, uh, pretty decent. Yeah, and I think, I think it's going to be a bit of an emotional gut punch because it does look like they're they're sort of front and centering Chadwick Boseman no longer being with us, and I think the sort of from what I can understand the sort of narrative of the of the film is like searching for a new Black Panther. Now everyone's saying Shuri is yeah. yeah, but I but there's there's a theory again. Don't know if it's true, but that there are multiple Black Panthers, and then it's just trying to find out like which way. It'll probably be Shuri going forward. I mean, if if you you know if you care about 
Black Panther, then you probably know that already. If you don't, then I don't think it's too much of a spoiler. So we'll see. We'll see about that. But I, I think I think his his real life death is sort of folded into the narrative with T'Challa being gone. So I I, I think it's going to be yeah a bit of a an emotional kick to the nads. It's better than just straight up recasting him. Yeah, yeah, at least straight away. I mean, whether they do in the in in the future, they, they may do. But the the yeah, the very next film, kind of like, oh, here's the new child. Well, so so soon after, oh, yeah, the next film, so yeah. soon after as well. Yeah, I so, mean, I guess that um, that's always the advantage of the idea of a multiverse is that you could sort of bring anyone into it. Really, you could have uh, Michael B. Jordan and just say it's it's just a different character, you know, Killmonger, but like from a different mm. uh from a different universe yeah because obviously there were a lot more stories to tell with t'challa yes well and i i found it genuinely genuinely uh like affecting hearing chadwick boseman's voice in what if when he was uh the alternate star lord yeah that was that was something so yeah yeah, I'm, yeah, Michael B. Jordan is brilliant. So if you can get him involved in some way, that would be fantastic. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see where they go with it. But I, I think I think they're choosing. You know, I I think the idea of Wakanda being in turmoil and then then attack from the oceans, you know, that sounds good to me. So um, we'll see. But I I think it's uh, I think it's going to be legit. I will report back. Well, we will report back. We're not seeing it together, um, but we will see it close to each other. I think maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure so. Yeah. So, uh, so we can maybe maybe do a, a spoiler pod on that because I like talking about those things when they're fresh in my mind. Hmm. There was a yeah. trailer for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yes, with with added bacon. Yes. Yeah, which looks it, to be fun. It looks super fun. I just love these sort of special presentations at the moment. I think that's where they can really chuck a bunch of their ideas and shit that don't quite fit into the MCU, the big plan or whatever. They can just have these things. And yeah, Guardians of Christmas with added Kevin Bacon. It's fantastic. Can't wait. Have you seen Werewolf by Night yet? I think I've got like 10 minutes left. Okay. Were you enjoying it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> You're a critic, dude. You can't just say, I no, think so. Yes, no, I enjoyed, I, enjoyed, I, I like the sort of um, tropey stuff of uh, almost setting it like one of those 1930s horror films. Yeah, and I've always liked Elsa Bloodstone as a character from the comics, so whether they do more with her would be cool. I, I can't get the image of that corpse made up to be like an automaton. Yes, that was. That That's not leaving my head anytime soon. It was interesting. It was. It was interesting. It was like it was cool and macabre at the same time, Hmm. and uh, and I think that's why it's kind of in my head. Any more trailers? Yep, Uh, a trailer for His Dark Materials, the third series of that, which is coming out in December. I haven't seen that trailer. I haven't. I've seen like a couple of episodes of the first series of that thing, so I probably need to catch up, don't I? Well, you don't have to, but I I enjoy it. Yeah, well, you want us to do a pod on it, don't you? So, episode by episode, that's not happening. No, I but I think I think series overview and 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 a good old chat about certain things. Yeah, 
And, you know, I've got the, I, you know, I'm not as into the books. As, not that they're bad by any stretch of the imagination. They're great books. But I'm not as, like, in love with the whole thing as you are. So, you know, I'm coming at it from a, a slightly less fan point of view, which is unusual for me because normally it's me waxing lyrical about some bullshit I'm into and no one else's. But the roles will be reversed this time. So that's true. You like you do like obscure characters like Spider Man and James Bond. You are a maverick. <laughs> no, 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 no. I yes, I yes, I do, I do love those. But no, I talk about like bullshit films that you and know, wrestling, like I, I, nobody and no. wrestling. Yeah, and wrestling. Yeah, and um, I talked about that Pierce Brosnan film, Livewire. You know, no one's thought about that. Pierce Brosnan doesn't think about that film. No, I, I do realise that my, my taste in terms of favourite characters are pretty mainstream. I don't think you can get much more popular than Spider-Man and or James Bond, for that matter. Yeah, and so does does it look like everything you want it to be? Yeah, yeah, I think it looks like it'll be a nice conclusion. It looks like it'll hit the main points of the book in the way the rest of the series have and still, I, I guess, offer th- th- uh, sort of things that are slightly different. The weird thing for me with it is most of it was filmed in Cardiff, so when they're sort of saying, oh, this bit's in Oxford, it's like, it's not, it's Cardiff. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what that's what happens, isn't it? When you're local to these things, you're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, that's fucking... Well, it was like, I remember watching... Uh, was it the first episode of the new Doctor Who way back when it was? Oh, most of the, most of the, particularly the early series, there were some the yeah. series was all filmed in and around Cardiff, subbing in for it, different areas of yeah, London. It was, and, be, it was meant to be part of it was meant to be London. And it was yeah. Queen's Arcade. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, just yeah. like, no, <laughs> that's not London. That my brain would not allow that for me to accept that as part of London. Not because I'm territorial or anything. It's just like, no, I've walked past that many, many times. But then that was like uh, I said, the, you know, when we talked about the Batman, um, that how much Liverpool had subbed in for Gotham. Yes. Well, that's the thing, man. We just have interesting architecture that's been around for fucking years. Because that's that's one of the, one of the things that we still have to be proud of as a country is that we've got uh, we got some old shit lying about that's pretty interesting and good for things set in the past or the near future. You can do anything with film these days. There's a trailer for Super Mario Brothers, which the internet got very excited about, and then kind of it was released. And the internet was like, "Okay." I I I think it's going to be the same with the movie. To be honest, I mean, there are people who love Nintendo so so much. I have an appreciation for Nintendo, but it looks fine. I think I think Jack Black is going to be like the star of the show as Bowser, but I'm yeah for. Everyone was kind of, and, and this, is, this is a point that's been done to death on the internet already, but everyone was, when it was announced Chris Pratt was, was voicing Mario, everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, like, okay, you don't have to go as cartoonishly Italian as, as Charles Martinet, who does the voice in the games, but like, you know, come on, you can try a bit. Chris Pratt. Jared Leto. Yeah, well, he does an amazing Italian mm-hmm. accent. We know that to be true. But... The fact that he's doing a bit of a New York thing, I think that's the, the sort of idea, but it's just like, it just sounds like Chris Pratt. Whereas Jack Black, you'd be forgiven for not recognising his voice. It could be the guy who plays Chris uh, Jack Black in Kung Fu Panda or Goosebumps 2. Uh, Wally Winger, I think, if I remember that correctly. But, I mean, 
it looks cool. It's 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 nice that they're actually doing it like properly, you know, rather than the sort of Bob Hoskins kind of thing. Um, we'll see. I mean, the animation looks great. I really like the the sort of fire effects and everything, but it it sort of had that sort of lower tier DreamWorks feeling to it for me. It does feel a bit like Detective Pikachu worked. This the first Sonic worked. I don't know. I've not seen the second one yet. I've I've still not seen the second one, but, but apparently it, it's more of the same. It does sort of feel a bit like which IP can we do quickly? The fact that it is very much because is it is it uh, who who's the animation studio doing it? It must be animation? animation. Yeah, I was thinking that, but then I I believe they get like equal billing with Nintendo, and obviously it's a Nintendo franchise. Everyone knows that, but like. Nintendo have been weird about Mario as a character, like not giving him any kind of real personality because that might affect his marketability. Hmm. He's just a standard happy dude. And I get the feeling that with Nintendo kind of like over their shoulders the entire time, we might not get too much personality out of old Mario. Bowser you can do more with because he's a bad guy, but Mario, less so. Charlie Day as Luigi, though, I, I think is kind of an inspired choice. So we'll we'll see about that. And Keegan Michael Key as a toad. I suppose it's quite so. similar really as a character to Fix It Felix in Racket Ralph. Almost as if that was intentional. Do you think it was? No. Because oh. he's a handyman. Yeah. Now he's a plumber. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's just coincidence. Yeah. See that that's why I do a podcast with you because of your insight. You kind of you don't just take things at face value, you kind of think about them for a couple of seconds and then talk. It's brilliant. It could be all right. But I, I I'm expecting just all right, I think. I d I don't have particularly high expectations for it. A television program has been announced or several television programs have been announced about the Wagatha trial. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Um, the Batman 2 has been officially announced. Has it? I missed that. I think it had. Crazy fucking sure about that. I, w- I wouldn't say I was crazy sure about it, but I'm. I'm... Batman 2. Oh, wait a minute. Well, according to smallscreen.co.uk. You've Googled Batman 2 as well, have you? I have, yeah. Given the official go ahead. But that's the only. That's the only source for that I can see. Uh, British GQ, the Batman 2 is definitely happening with Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson. Previously confirmed at the cinema trading event. Okay, so it is, it's more, it, they haven't done the big kind of like, holy shit, the Batman 2, but yeah, well, good, because I really like the Batman. Yes. So, uh, more please, more Pattinson. So, we cut a bit out of an episode this month where you talked about you were going to see Black Adam. Um, at the cinema and we decided we cut it out and drop it in here through the magic of editing so pop Mm. pop 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 yeah I was thinking about getting rid of those because it does sound like just the audio is fucking up which is not out of character for us yeah maybe me pretend to be popcorn going pop 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 (laughs) yeah yeah that that's that's more us that's more our speed so here is the amazing popcorn sound pop 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 and now we'll leave a pause. So I am seeing Black Adam on Thursday. Okay. 
That is and a film that I'm certain has been out for four years, it feels like. Well, I think The Rock was talking about doing it like 15 years ago. Yeah. But what I like is it's got this sort of trifecta of a stink about it. I mean, the reviews certainly haven't helped. And the memes talking about the hierarchy of the DC universe changing. Yeah. Um, you know, that hasn't helped it somewhat. But these, these, are, the, uh, these are the three things. First, you've got uh, any promotional material that uses Twitter reviews. Always a bad look. Okay. Because it means they didn't have any actual, like, proper, you know, critics to quote from. I saw another one which was touting the 90% uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience score. Yeah. And I've also seen The Rock talking about how it's for the fans. Ah, uh, right. So that's that's the trifecta of a shitty film right there. That You know that it's it's not going to plan. Well, I'm glad when... you're going in with open expectations. I... I'm... I'm trying to have open expectations. I like liking films, and I'm going to see it. So I guess jokes on me. It just it it's I I don't think I don't think it's going to sway me at any point. And I'm not against DC. It's just they tend to have shitter movies. I have you sort of see the suggested topics suggested topics and things popping up on Twitter, and so because I tend to follow a lot of sort of film accounts and occasionally tweet film stuff. Mm-hmm. films um <laughs> so like there's usually like yeah at, so at the moment black adam seems to be all the promoted topics yes. and um there's this it's been shared and i've blocked the accounts so i don't see it but i keep now seeing people reacting to it this absolute moron in the cinema screaming and reacting at the post credit scene which i won't spoil in case you are going to see it and you don't know what the post credit scene is but it's this over the top just horrific just like jumping in and out of his seat in a packed cinema it's just awful is he in a shazam suit no he's oh, okay i've seen one of them where where it's again it's like a fan screening and they've got they've got the camera trained on the audience and they're doing all these ridiculous sort of like whoa kind of yeah. faces yeah no i haven't i haven't seen i haven't seen uh the bellend overreacting to you know uh, to that bit. No, I haven't seen that. I'm sure it would annoy me. And then afterwards he has to be carried out by his friends because he's passed out from the excitement. What, really? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? If I ever get that excited for, a, for like, you know, a post credit scene, just fucking shoot me. Well, it doesn't seem genuine. Well, it's because it's not. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's because it, it's, it's absolute artifice is what it is. It's, Wow. And I don't know. I don't know why that would convince people to see your film. You'd be like, you'd be sharing screenings with dickheads yeah, like I this. Know. Fuck that. I mean, I'll report back to you whether Black Adam was any cop whatsoever. But I mean, you know, I, I like The Rock, and I I like the idea of Black Adam, and I, I need to see him fight Shazam. I am looking forward to Black Adam Goes Forth, in which is set in the First World War. I'm sure it's got a fairly harrowing, sad, yet poignant ending that we'll think about for decades to come. Quite possibly. It'll, uh, it'll fade to poppies. Yeah. There'll be that weird um, Millennium one, uh, Black Adam back and forth. Yes. I don't remember a thing about that one. I do. It was all right. Black Adam, Black Adam, his pecs are rather large. 
Black Adam, Black Adam. He's roughly the size of a barge. I, that's where I was going, because <laughs> I just got stopped. <laughs> Uh, that was the thing. My brain was like, "Could you think of anything better than barge?" Uh, no, no, I couldn't. Brilliant. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. But I, I don't think the hierarchy of uh, the DC universe or any universe is going to change with it. It just looks like an absolutely blah movie. But it'll be interesting to see where they go from this because they still haven't got their cohesive plan, have they? No, because the guy who was in charge of it has now uh, left, hasn't he? Oh God knows. I haven't been following the behind-the-scenes drama. I I wouldn't be shocked. But there was a, a suggestion that uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson should take over as the head of DC, sort of becoming like the oh. Kevin Feige character. Fucking hell, no. I love The Rock, but no. That would be a, that would be a bad idea. It's like people want The Rock to run for president. Yeah. It's like, it's like no. He's Republican, for one. Oh, wow, they sounded really young and enthusiastic. Now, Ben, mm. now you've seen Black Adam Goes Forth, what do you think about it? Yes, White Ben saw Black Adam. And, uh, I mean, you heard what I said going into it. It had it had the uh, all the hallmarks of a big old turkey. And um, I think... I wasn't prepared for how fucking bad it was, because that's the thing. I don't, I don't want DC to keep churning out these movies. I, I, I'm kind of at the point where I almost want them to fail because I need some drastic kind of action taken. I mean, they do have James Gunn and Peter Safran. I was going to move on to that because also, oh, in, okay. also in this clip, we, so I mentioned that I thought that the sort of the, the head of DC had left, and I, I'm not really sure who I meant, but I think. Like the day after, it was announced that James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to lead the film, TV, and animation division of uh, DC Studios. Yeah, and if the, if if they have that sort of one cohesive vision, that that will right a lot of wrongs. But they've got a lot of work to do because the DC EU sucks. Well, no, I mean, the Suicide Squad was good. I don't think I don't think I've actually seen the original Suicide Squad film, the David Ayer one. Yeah, it's um, not good. But the James Gunn, the Suicide Squad. Well, I really yeah. enjoyed. You've you've seen Peacemaker, haven't you? And you enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed Peacemaker. And then, yeah, and 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 Shazam as well. That's the other one that I oh yeah, like yeah. talk up. Well, Wonder Woman um, was good. I really enjoyed Wonder Woman. Wonder, the first Wonder Woman was good. I I did not get on the sequel, but what I mean is, it doesn't all have to. It it doesn't have to go with the Marvel playbook. But it would be nice if it felt like they were actually sort of either building out the universe or sort of building it to a point. And and it hasn't really felt like that. It's it's felt like a hundred different people sticking their oar in and, and and having input on something. So I don't know. It, it it's I I like a lot of DC characters. I've I've always liked Batman and Superman. I've like Green Lantern, and I've been made a fan of like the Suicide Squad. You know, really kind of quite obscure characters except for harley quinn obviously but you know i've I've never had any brand loyalty or any kind of bullshit tribalism but their films i don't know i in general they've been 
some of the some of the worst superhero films I've seen. Some of the worst films in general. Batman v Superman is still one of the worst fucking cinema experiences of my life. Yeah. It was so boring. And Black Adam, I I wanted to like it. I like being not the contrarian, but I like being the guy that sort of sticks up for a movie. Like, well, it did this. It did this. I was kind of prepared. I'd, I'd already been sort of prepared with the reviews and everything that it was probably not going to be great. But it sucked. It really, really sucked. And it was it was like it was trying to be a Marvel movie. Like, because again, it had sort of jokes or you could tell that they were meant to be jokes, but it didn't happen. Like, I just, it was, it was just horseshit. And I'm trying to think of an intellectual way to break it down, but genuinely struggling here. It's just off. It's, it's just like, you know, when you, I don't know, you, you hear a song or something and, and the drum beats off or, you know, something you just feel is wrong with the whole thing. Yeah. That's what Black Adam is. It's like, it's got all the, all the beats there, but they're not in the right order and they're not at the right time. The Rock playing Black Adam, you're not going to get anything from him in the full movie that you don't get from the trailer. It's very sort of serious for the most part. You know, he, he he plays it kind of straight. It has one of the weakest bad guys I've ever seen, and that's saying something for the DCEU. We have a, a devil guy named Sabak. And he's just Satan or whatever, I guess. It it has needle drops of great songs that it doesn't earn. We have Paint It Black. We have Bullet with Butterfly Wings by Smashing Pumpkins. And several others I can't think of right now. But um yeah, not good. It's it's just yeah, it's it's made me like the rock less. Oh wow! Because I think, I think this is purely an ego thing now. Because I mean, I'm sure you heard the spoiler, the the post credit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I th- we we again. I, I know. Yeah. Obviously, we. Well, I think I talked about whether we left it in the. Camera. I can't. I I can't remember what I said last time, but I imagine we probably talked about it, and I think it was intentional to sell the film. So it's final spoilers if you are interested in seeing Black <laughs> yes. Adam. I will warn. I, I, I will warn you. Warn people who are thinking of seeing Black Adam who haven't already. Please don't. There, and unless you really like turgid DC dross, don't bother. It's 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 not good. So anyway, post credits, Superman shows up, and um, and the idea is that you know now that Black Adam is is in the picture, that the hierarchy of power in the DC universe has changed. That's something they always hit on. But then... Spoiler alert for DC League of Super Pets is the opposite of what happens at the end of that film. Oh, well, there you go. A dog version of Black Adam shows up to talk to the dog version of Superman. Oh, wow. And I assume... Is is the is the dog Black Adam also voiced by The Rock? I think so. So is it him talking to himself? I think so. Yeah, well, that's what I sort of mean about a bit of an ego trip. I I don't think The Rock's a bad person or anything, and I still I still think he's an enjoyable screen presence, but I think seeing the sort of the huge marketing machine that he is behind something like Black Adam, and it does feel like an ego thing, especially 
with the Superman thing because it feels like they're building to that kind of thing, Black Adam versus Superman. And the thing is, Black Adam is Shazam's villain. That he's he's the the Joker to his Batman. Like that's you know that's the iconic Shazam villain. And it does feel like just because the Rock's involved, they're skipping over Shazam and going straight for Superman. And I don't want to see it. I don't want to see that SmackDown. I because it 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 bores me. I I think the the idea of Black Adam, a a more serious character who takes himself seriously, taking on uh, Billy Batson with all his sort of like still childlike wonder, just in an adult body and shit like that. That is a much better setup than going against the big blue boy scout instead of a treat like post credits it felt like a threat none of it works they try and have like a bit of a like an almost like x-men thing because that's the thing you have a bunch of stuff which just seems like intentionally ripping riffing on marvel movies so pierce brosnan's in the movie yeah he's dr fate definitely not dr strange no one said dr strange it has to be said that Marvel ripped off DC in the comics years ago for a lot of these things. DC were around first and Marvel took those things and sort of ran with them and they got there first when it came to movies. So Doctor Fate seems like the ripoff, but I believe he's the originator. But that was true of um, the John Carter of Mars story. Yeah. The, I think it was Edgar Rice Barrows, wasn't it? Uh, that, that was almost the first or one of the first sort of superhero kind of space operatic novels that fil- uh, that the films like Star Wars and, and everything took inspiration from. So when they finally made a film of John Carter <laughs> yeah. of Mars, which we talked They're about. Like, what, what, the fuck's this, what like, the fuck's this rip-off? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, and that was the reason why Superman could uh, leap tall buildings with a single jump because of John Carter. So there's that. So Doctor Fate is very Doctor Strangey anyway. Plus, I believe they actually use the mansion that's the X mansion in the X Men m- movies. Really? Yeah, and it has a jet that comes out from the floor, like outside. <laughs> um, it, it it's weird. And Atom Smasher, the character Atom Smasher, is like Ant Man, basically. Except I think he can only grow big, but his design it just looks like a, a Deadpool mask painted blue. It's it's distractingly Deadpool like. Well, then isn't Deadpool like meant to be a ripoff of Deadshot or something? Yeah, but but the the mask and the way that they've sort of animated the eyes and everything over it is to give more expression is very Deadpool like. It. I mean, look, I know that they were all cribbing ideas from each other back in the day, and they still do it now. But this felt distractingly like. We are trying to. We are just trying to do the Marvel thing, and and it not working. Because if they did the Marvel thing successfully, I'd have probably liked it. But but as I said, everything fell off. Pierce Brosnan was the best part of the movie. Um, yeah, it, it it's annoying, frustrating, boring, really not fun. And uh, and I had lowered expectations, and it managed to fucking limbo under those. So I I don't know what else to tell you. It's uh, it's not a good movie, and I I hope that it 
does badly. Um, I haven't checked the box office things for Black it's done, Adam. Quite, it's done very well. Of course it has. Fuck my life. So I guess we're seeing more Black Adam. Hooray. But yeah, and, and the thing is, that came bundled with the Henry Cavill news that he's not only Superman again, but he's left The Witcher. And I can't help but feel that Black Adam is kind of just like just dragging everything I like down at the moment because I'm I'm now less of a fan of Henry Cavill because I think he he quit the whole Witcher thing quite douchely. I think I think it wasn't a good thing, and he's basically he's basically killed the show. They're going with Liam Hemsworth. Well, I mean, I've not. Weirdly, I was thinking about, I should maybe start watching that, but then I'm not really sure I'm going to bother now. Because um, well, yeah, the why would a lot, you? A lot of the Netflix <laughs> things, where you, uh, there's programs that you know they cancel quite happily now. Mm. Um, so almost what's the point in getting invested? But reading, I mean, I've not played, the, I think I've got The Witcher to play, but I've not played it, I've not read the books. But Henry Cavill is, you know, famously a massive nerd, bless him. Mm. And he... I think campaigned for the role and you know wanted to make it his own, but almost more based on the books than the games. And I said I've not read or, or played or, or seen it, so I don't really know anything about it. But seeing a few things this week, it was almost that he wanted the TV series to be more like the the books, and it, they kept making his character too close to the games rather than close to the books. So I think he got more frustrated. And I I get that, but then he's Henry Cavill. It's like he could pull a power move and just say, "Well, you know," it, it, I mean, I'm sure you could be an executive producer or something. I he may even be a producer on the whole thing, in which case he does have some sway. And as the lead actor, he has some sway. And yes, I get that he's probably fighting the writers' room and everything, but there are ways around it rather than just take your ball and go home. And and I I, I can't help but but see that he kind of just saw that fat Superman paycheck and went, well, you know, I'm getting annoyed at, at my passion project, so fuck it, Superman. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I mean, Liam Hemsworth, I do not envy him. This is one of the only aspects I do not envy Liam Hemsworth. But, like, that's a thankless task, being Geralt after Henry Cavill, and Henry Cavill nailed that role. He was awesome pretty much the best thing about it so the fact that they're going to have someone else it it will be cancelled after the fourth series i can i can pretty much guarantee that which is a shame because i i've really enjoyed the witcher and people said that the second series was a bit sketchy and yeah it was in places it wasn't as good but there there were episodes i really liked and bits i really really enjoyed so you know i'm 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 kind of gutted and it's it seems to be the, the tug of the cape that has kind of ruined the Witcher for me. So yeah, so that's that's sort of like a double bummer. See, I do. I'm all sad now. Talking about having fucking Black Adam and the Witcher and all that. Talk about something happy. Rob, you got some happy shit? Uh, no. Rob, train died. <laughs> it's not happy. But that was that was another thing that sucked. Yep. Yeah. Good first name. Yes. Yeah, the, the dude was awesome. And, uh, you know, not just as Hagrid, but, you know, Cracker. And I really liked him as Valentin Tukovsky in the Bond movies and numerous other things. 
Who was he? It was in. He was in Blackadder, wasn't he? He was the ghost. Well, he was in a couple. Of, he was, he was in Bla- uh, Blackadder's Christmas Carol. He was the uh, the ghost of Christmas, uh, past, present, future. I think. Wasn't he the writer of the dictionary? And one he, of the he earlier was, ones. Yeah, Samuel Pepys. Yeah, but uh, but that that. Not whole... so, sorry, not Samuel Pepys. Samuel Johnson. Idiot. There sorry. you go. Yes, yes, Johnson. That yes. That yeah. Pepys wasn't hit my ear right, but I thought you're the history guy. So yeah. No, it's it's a big old loss, and and people are sharing that clip from the twentieth anniversary special, where he's like, "I won't be here in fifty years, but uh, but Hagrid will be." And yeah, fucking sucks, dude. It just sucks. There, there again, we got people. That's I think that's as close to immortality as you can get, isn't it? Having a celebrated work, and especially something like Harry Potter, which is never ever going away. You know. Despite their best attempts with uh, yes. fantastic beasts, yes, but uh, but you know, like Harry Potter is, is an indelible mark in the whole um, in the whole lexicon. cinema. Yeah, it just yeah. So there's no there's no kind of getting around it. He, dude, in some way, lives forever. But it is weird now seeing seeing the sort of earlier Potter films where you've got sort of. Griffiths and yes. and and Al um, Rickman. Rickman and now fucking Richard Robbie Coltrane. Richard Harris probably got oh god. Is this is this what getting old feels like because it sucks? Yeah. Well I felt incredibly old because I was I was looking um at cinema times and I saw that they had a, a 20th anniversary screening of Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. I was like, oh I saw something this week, um not um film related, so apologies for talking about it. Apologies. Um, Apologies, and there's someone, somebody who was uh, tweeting that they were they were like a uni lecturer or something, and, and they'd heard of like a, uh, a a first year student talking about how the Arctic Monkeys was, was his dad's favorite band when he was a when he was like a child. Oh, what fuck! <laughs> yeah, that one hurts. I remember them being the hot new thing when I was in university. Yeah. Wow. Oh God. Oh well, at least we can look forward to the grave, Rob. <laughs> like clearly, clearly, we're done being culturally relevant. Jesus Christ! What? You just don't blaspheme. Just Jiminy Crickets. Just bringing the whole podcast down. I know. Well, it's Black Adam's fault. Did you have anything for this month? Um, I saw quite a lot of films. I caught up on quite a few films. Including two which may be in my end of year best of list. Ooh. I know, right? I also did watch. Um, I haven't seen all of it yet, but uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, nice horror anthology TV series on Netflix, which I enjoyed the four or five episodes I've seen. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's good. I started watching. Which I know technically started in November, but I'll mention it now because whatever. Um, Blockbuster on Netflix, which I was sort of quite sort of looking forward to because, um, yeah, I thought it looked quite fun. And it's a, so it's a, a, a sort of an incredibly gentle sitcom set in the last Blockbuster in America. And it's okay. It's no, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. It's quite pleasant. Um, but it's it's kind of bending my head that it's 
I don't know when it's set. <laughs> so, because there is a last plus blockbuster in America, and it sort of pops up in the news every so often. Because I think you, sometimes they do Airbnb that you can stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but this program isn't it. And in this, Netflix is still a thing. It's weird that Netflix has made this program as well, sort of like mocking the the corpse of its defeated um, uh, enemy. Mm. And it's 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 weirdly anachronistic. So it's it's almost like it sort of closed this week, as uh, the blockbuster as a chain went bust this week. That that there's because I thought it would be sort of set in the I guess mid two thousands whenever it kind of when it mid to late 2000s when it kind of went well went went under um but it's it's sort of set because it but they talk about like bridgerton and and sort of tiktok and all the other sort of modern things so it's sort of set now but then at the same time they're sort of joking about all the blog posts being replaced by WeWork, which isn't a thing either anymore no it's weird it's good but all that stuff the kind of timey-wimey-ness of it it's distracting hmm. oh actually talking of timey-wimey Mm-hmm. You heard, you heard the the whole. Uh, not only do we have the same old Doctor for now, but but uh, Doctor Who is going to be on Disney Plus for everyone but the UK. Yes, where it remains on the BBC. Yeah, and they are getting a hefty budget increase. Yes, because it's now being run by Bad Wolf Productions, which sprung out of the relaunch of Doctor Who. Well, mm. no, that was set up by two people who well who. who Jen Tranter and I can't remember the, the other person, but who helped Russell T. Davis launch Doctor, relaunch Doctor in 2005. Yeah. Um, and that Bad Wolf Productions, it went on to do His Dark Materials and quite a few lot of other good uh, programs, lots of film in and around Wales, that, um, as mentioned at, at the start. And that's I think it's been bought by Sony. Uh, quite possibly and so the next so the 2023 series of Doctor Who will be I think co-produced by BBC and Bad Wolf so we'll have a lot of injection um, from Sony and then from Disney as a worldwide thing which is good yeah well yeah I think so I mean the one thing I stopped watching Doctor Who quite a while ago but just like during the Matt Smith era okay um, I, I've caught up with it occasionally but it, it i've never like properly sat down and, and like really caught up with everything so i think that one of the things that i felt was sort of not holding it back as such because doctor who always, pretty much had good concepts and good ideas but they didn't necessarily have the budget to make that's, that work that's what russell t davis said i think before he came back to it, actually that he said that it would have it almost should have been I mean, because when well, when he was in charge of it the first time, he launched quite a few programs. So there was the Sarah Jane Adventures, which was on yeah. CBBC, and there was Torchwood as well. And then occasionally yeah. he'd have crossover episodes between the sort of the, the main series, the, the three sorts, the, the three sort of series and things. That he said it should have been some sort of shared universe type MCU type thing where you have these separate things that you keep come together through huge crossovers it should have been spectacle and they have had spectacle episodes and stuff not the anniversary the 50th anniversary one was brilliant mm. but yeah he he said that it almost his plans for it was almost ahead of its time so maybe they'll go back to sort of along that, that well line, yeah that him line. being 
him being showrunner again and and having this sort of this sort of roomier budget to play with, I imagine that because I mean that was the thing. Even at the time, it was like one of the most expensive shows the BBC did, hmm. and and Russell T Davis would have to write in a trade off episode, which cost less money than the rest of them to do it. So that's why in in the first series you have uh, the Doctor and the Slitheen. Slitheen woman, they're just talking in a cafe mm. for most of it. Yeah, yeah. And I believe Blink was a bottle episode as well, but Blink was it, again, it wasn't probably. a bottle episode, it was a it was a Doctor Light episode. Oh yeah, Doctor Yeah. Yeah. So Oh yes, because it did go to different places. But yeah, you know, so so the those kind of things where where you don't have all these sort of expensive special effects as much. We won't need those now. I mean, have them. Because obviously it's challenging as a writer, and it it it, it works. And and some of my favorite episodes of different things have either been, you know, kind of lower key episodes or bottle episodes or standalone kind of things. But um, but yeah, it it's kind of nice that Doctor Who can compete with the bigger boys now because it always felt a little bit too quaint. Like oh look at them, they they got crappier effects. And and whatever, like whereas you see some kind of American productions, and just like fucking hell, the money that they must must have spent on this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Whereas Doctor Who was always always lagging behind. I like it. I do too. And 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 effects do not a good story make, and it doesn't it doesn't make a good show. But I think that was one of the areas where the show was lacking. So I'm sort of pleased that they're sort of upping the budget, upping the sort of global reach of the whole thing and uh yeah looking forward to it yes so as i was saying i caught up on on a on a few films uh i saw bullet train okay really enjoyed it super fun and i finally saw nope oh any good yes yes maybe not as good as get out but that's because get out is sort of lightning in a bottle type stuff um Nope is one of the most unique horror movies I've seen ever, I think. Actually, it, it's really unique, got a really cool sense of foreboding. It's awesome. Well, I'll super, pick that for my uh, horror one-shot next uh, next year. Oh, dude, it's it, it's worth a watch, definitely. It's really, really weird in the way that sort of like, you know how sort of 70s sci-fi was kind of a bit existential and depressing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of got that vibe to it. Yeah, it's really, really good. And uh, I fucking love Jordan Peele. So, so yes, Bullet Train and Nope were, were definitely... I would I would highly recommend both of those. Bullet Train, maybe a bit more... You know, you, you will have seen films like Bullet Train. Yeah. But uh, but what it does, I think it does very well. And, um, and, it's, and it's fun. And it has a framing of a certain... Uh, certain kind of things. So one of the characters sees people through the lens of Thomas the Tank Engine. So he he says, oh, well, they're a Gordon, you know, or they're a Percy, they're kind of naive and whatever. But the worst one is Diesel. Mm-hmm. So he'll call someone a total fucking Diesel. And it just means they're the worst kind of, they're the worst kind of person there is. So I've been calling people total fucking Diesels ever since, basically. And, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and uh, Brian Tyree Henry as as uh, Tangerine and Lemon uh, Hitman, it, they're brilliant. But I I like I like quirky things like that that sort of 
sort of reanalyze pop culture. I mean, a lot of people, Bullet Train got fairly middling reviews, and yeah. a lot of people definitely picked up on this sort of Tarantino-inspired kind of thing, and it does have that because Tarantino was definitely the one to bring the sort of pop culture conversation forward in his movies. So obviously you have, like in Reservoir Dogs, you have a, a conversation about like a virgin and 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 how it's not it's not about her feeling feeling love and like like everything's brand new it's 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 her being with someone with a a very very big penis and you know so every every sort of thing that has like pop culture conversations about that that sort of thing they tend to get lumped into the whole tarantino thing but I think I think that the Thomas kind of like personality chart thing works. <laughs> I really do. And, you know, naysayers are just being diesels. Hmm. So, so yes, I would, uh, yes, recommend both of those. I, I saw a bunch of other things as well. I saw The Hunt, which had uh, Betty Gilpin in it and uh, where people are being hunted for sport. That was an interesting film. That's not new, but it's it's uh, it was an interesting movie. I hadn't seen it before, and oh god, so many others. Because that's the thing. That's what I do when I'm in Swindon. I just watch films because he has so many. I've I've still still got a copy of Black Phone. I need to watch Black Phone with uh, Ethan Hawke. You're gonna watch it with him, sir, next year. I would love that. I think Ethan Hawke is a very interesting man, and uh, I've been Team Hawke for ages Gatka. people still make fun of Gatka, but i like it so yeah that's that's kind of it really that's just just big old kind of like film catch-up month for me uh, as i said I, I got to see two films which I, I i'm pretty sure are going to be in my best of the year list so okay. that was that was pretty productive I think that's that's it. That's all the things I prepared for, and and by prepared I mean I took note when people died, and I said I watched some movies. What have we learned what, this October? What can we asked for more. Exactly. What have we learned this October? How has the how has the the pop cultural conversation shifted forward? How has the world changed, Rob? We need to we need to sum it up somehow. Um. Well, I guess it goes back to DC. It looks like it has more of a cohesive plan with James. Gunn. I hope so. I hope so. It is a bit of a shame that he's not going to make Marvel films for the next five years, but also apart from Guardians of the Galaxy three, which is coming out next year, but mm. yeah, the, the, they're not mutually exclusive films. Well, no, exclusivity contract. I suppose that does you know, that is literally <laughs> that is literally yeah. mutually exclusive. But you know, but you can I think, like both. Yeah, and and your life is all the better for liking those things and not buying into the sort of us versus them narrative because it really isn't it's the same old shit just in a different rapper it's just whether you prefer the rapper or not yeah i i hope dc now has because you know they were saying with james gunn and uh saffron that it's like they've got their kevin feige now yeah except he will make films (laughs) yeah and and i'm i'm hoping that someone at sony is paying attention because they're fucking spin-off spider-verse bullshit is not is not shaping up to be good the, the, i'm hoping they're leaving across the spider-verse alone just to the people who made the first film because the first film's a masterpiece um but but the rest of it the sort of craven the hunter and um 
El Muerto and, and oh, I just I want them to fail so they'll be done with it because that's the only lesson they learned because it's the dogged determination that keeps getting to me. It was the same with DC for a while. They were just like, no, we'll just make our own sucky movies our own way. And you're just like, you don't have to follow Marvel, but there are better ways than this. You know, um, and and so so I've 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 sort of reached the point where I actively want Sony's douchebag Spider-Man adjacent movies to bomb, and um, and but I'm 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 rooting for DC. I'm annoyed at them at the moment because Black Adam. That's, that's those wounds are going to take a while to heal, but I'm I'm rooting for DC. Okay, cool. You're right there, buddy. You're welling up because of that emotional speech that I gave. No, it was just it was nice that you managed to turn all your negativity into something vaguely hopeful for the future. That's what I do, bitch. Indeed. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening. We'd love to have your feedback on October 2022 and also what other popcorn flavors eventually. Please email <laughs> podcast at popcornbucket.com. You can find us on Instagram at PopcornBucketPod or over on Twitter at PopcornBucketPD. If you're able to, it'd be great if you can rate the episode wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe and share. Thank you so much to Lawrence Owen of Lunkat Media for the theme music. Many thanks, take care, and see you next episode. What he said. Sweet. All salty or mixed. <laughs>